Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Leela. And we, we are, are Both and. and. A podcast dedicated to giving a voice to the multiracial experience in America by discussing relevant topics in a safe space. This safe space, the one that we created. Yeah. Welcome to our first episode, everyone. Beth, here we are. We're finally doing it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is our podcast. We're both biracial beauties. And we want to talk about our multiracial experience. Um, so that's what we're doing. Thanks so much for listening and for tuning in with us. We want to hear from you guys. Um, but Beth, first off, how are you? How's your week? I'm good. This week's been a roller coaster. It kind of feels like I can't get everything to cooperate. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is working. Yes, we got this off the ground after seven months <laughs> or more. <laughs> our 2016 resolution. <laughs> we thought about this in 2016 we started it in, in january <laughs> and then now we're just picking it up again team. you know there there's a go. lot of things going on in america oh, we just my. needed a little break some time to rest figure it out but we got it we got it that's good hey lula how are you sorry didn't mean to hog it <laughs> i am doing good this week i said this week i would like find time to rest because I'm a pretty social person. I like to mm-hmm. do a lot of things. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I'm not doing anything after I get off work. And that lasted for about two days. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I invited you over. <laughs> <laughs> it ended Wednesday. But I was happy to get back in the grind of having social stuff to do. And yeah, so it's been a good week. I've been feeling inspired with the Ooh. podcast that I've been listening to. One of the new ones I picked up is Oprah Super Soul. Like, Super Soul Conversations is Ooh. what I think it's called. Have you seen this? Have no. you heard about it? Let me tell you. There is an episode that has Trevor Noah on it. Yes. Who is, like, one of my favorite people. Trevor Noah, Born a Crime, is what he talks about. That's his book. Mm-hmm. And it's just awesome. Like, Trevor Noah, he is a multiracial individual. Yep. Just like us. Uh, he was born in South Africa where they had a park... Apartheid. Apartheid. Oprah says it weird. She says, like, apartheid. And I was like, I mean, if Oprah says it like that, <laughs> like, it must be right. I've heard apartheid. That's what I, I thought it was apartheid. 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 <laughs> um, so that tragedy that happened in South Africa. And it is just, it's fascinating because we so much talk about our experience in America. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what it's like outside of America. But according to Trevor Noah, it was terrible in South Africa because he, it was illegal for up until the 80s, oh, I'm pretty it. sure, for people of different races to mix. Yeah. And that's what his parents did, and he's the little star, and I'm so glad he's in this world. Um, but one of the amazing things he said that I really held on to is, like, every chance you should take the... You should pursue the impossible thing. Mm-hmm. Because if you pursue the impossible thing and you fail, people are like, well, it was impossible. We didn't think you were going to get it anyways. But if you pursue the impossible thing and you succeed, then you just did the impossible. And you become the host of The Daily Show. Exactly! And that's what he did. So I'm going to set an impossible standard for us right now oh and say, Trevor Noah, please come on our show. We're just <laughs> Episode gonna, one. Episode one. We're just going to start it. We have no idea what we're doing. Our microphone is on a pillow, but um, I'm going to reach for the stars. I'm going to reach for the impossible. Trevor Noah, can't wait to meet you. Cool. <laughs> so as a multiracial individual, we know Trevor Noah probably frequently got the question oh the question you know what i'm talking about yeah i do multiracial listeners you probably know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. mono 
racial listeners, we're going to tell you. The question that every biracial person gets, every ambiguous biracial person gets. True. That's a good qualifier. Is, what are you? What are you? They always put the emphasis on are. Like, are. what are you? And I, I know what they're asking, mm-hmm. but I always feel slightly hurt by it. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm a woman. <laughs> I'm a daughter, I'm a friend, I'm a student. I'm an American, that's what I like to say. There's so many ways I can answer that question. Like, yeah. what are you cuts deep to your identity? Mm-hmm. When really they're like, oh, like, I'm confused by your existence. And it's making me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> by asking you to identify yourself completely and fully to me right now. Yeah. And it always spirals, right? So people ask, what are you? And I'm like, well, I'm half white, half mm-hmm. Japanese American. And they're like, oh, you're Japanese? And I swear, the next three questions always follow. Do you speak Japanese? <laughs> no. Have you been to Japan? No. Oh, well, then your parents speak Japanese, right? Are they the immigrants? I'm like, oh, Lord. no. No. <laughs> 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 um, so, a little backstory for me. Um, I'm fifth-generation Japanese-American, and I say Japanese-American very specifically because my grandparents, my bachan and jichan, um, for those of you who don't know, that is Japanese for grandma and grandpa. Mm. Um, my grandparents and their families were interned during World War II. Ooh, interned. So, interned. So, they were put into the internment camps. They. It's um, a bad type of intern. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, they originally were living in California, and they had a farm. My grandparents grew up in the same area, and then during World War II, because they were on the West Coast, the U.S. was worried that these American citizens would be more loyal to Japan uh. than America, and so said, hey, by the way, we're stripping you of all of your land and possessions, <gasps> so you need to report oh to this gosh. place because you're going to be put into a camp until oh, dang. we can determine whether you're loyal or not. So for several years, my parents, like, they lost their farm. My grandparents lost their farm. Mm-hmm. They actually, um, so my grandfather, my Ji-chan's family, um, are originally from the samurai class in Japan. Oh, my gosh. And so we had lots of, like, um, samurai, like, armor and lots of just heirlooms. Mm-hmm. Um, and my grandfather remembers, like, we grew up learning, like, you know, we had to dig a ditch out on our land and burn it off. Like, all of our certain books oh written in Japanese. Yeah. All of our heirlooms and stuff because that made us look like we were loyal to. Wow. This cultural expression made the Americans uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so we had to literally burn it all. Yeah. And so my grandparents stopped speaking Japanese at home. And mm-hmm. my great-grandparents learned English. Um, and then after they were released from the camps... They were like, we have nothing left on the West Coast. So then they moved to the East Coast, and that's where we at. Yeah. East Coast, Beast Coast. Um, so that's why I never learned Japanese. That's why I identify as Japanese-American. Mm. But Japanese is still a big influence in my growing up, my identity, my racial identity. Um, yeah, it's still a big part of who I am. Yeah. So that's my dad's side of the family. And then my mom's side are Irish immigrants like Ellis Island originals cool oh my gosh <laughs> yes see but that's a lot when somebody says what are you and if you were to say all of that they'd be like i just, I just want to know if you're white or not i just want to know yeah. how to treat you i'm not gonna lie sometimes people are like oh do you speak japanese i'm like no my grandparents were interned in world war ii so we were forced to learn english 
Yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, oh, you're going to make me uncomfortable? Like, okay, cool, have some back. Yeah. Because <laughs> apparently the only way to be Asian in an American's eyes is if you speak a different language and or have visited that country. Because I never ask white people, have you been to there? Have you, have you been, been to Ireland? Have you been to Ireland? Have you been to Nova Scotia? <laughs> <laughs> have you been to the Iberian Peninsula? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you, Leela? What am I? Well, um, I've been a lot of things throughout my life. I've been mixed. I've been beige when I was in a rebellious phase in middle school. And people, I got it a lot in middle school. Um, that question, I think, because my hair was straight. And mm. I was not going outside, even in the <laughs> summer. So I was very white passing. <laughs> so when people asked me, what are you? I was like, I'm beige. And then I just kept on trucking. Yeah. Um, but technically, I am black and white. I have a black father, a white mother. I was born and raised in a very uh, culturally diverse area, in my opinion, because it had a large, has a large military population. And from that, I saw a lot of different types of kids growing up. I was in a very diverse uh, elementary school, middle school, high school, all of the above. Um, but I still got those questions from people wanting mm-hmm. to know how to identify me and uh, wanting to know what I am. And I'm very proud to be multiracial. When my mom met my dad, her parents were nervous, so it goes all the way back to the grandparents, uh, about them getting together, getting married, and having children. So when that actually happens, when they got married and then they had me, uh, my grandmother at that point was not talking to my mom because she was so scared for us, like for the grandchildren. So she was like, you're bringing them into this world. And it's not like it is now where people are like, I want mixed babies. Oh, they're so cute. Um, we'll also talk about later. Yes. They were like, mixed babies are ugly. Like, no. they don't learn as like fast as everybody else. Oh, like, We'll they talk have, about that later, too. Like, where did these stereotypes or just this mental like yeah. picture that they had of mixed race children was like, yeah, they're monsters. <laughs> um, so they didn't have a picture of mixed race babies. They didn't know. They, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they were and they were very concerned that we wouldn't be accepted and stuff Uh, but it wasn't until so my parents were married for a couple of years and they had me and then when my grandma saw me for the first time then that's when like the relationship between her and my mom like opened back up Mm. um so bridge builder even as a babe because you were gorgeous as a baby thank you i was a very cute baby um i'm an okay looking adult (laughs) 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 so it yeah so it's been an interesting journey of trying to figure out Am I black? Am I white? Like, if the world sees me only as black, should I just be black? But I, like, was born... I was raised by my mother. I love my dad. He's still in my life. Um, But mainly raised by my white mother in white culture. Mm -hmm. But I still... So that's where both and. Like, I don't want to choose one over the other. Mm -hmm. I want both. I feel both. Both have influenced my life. And it almost doesn't feel right to, like, say... I'm just black because yeah. I've been in situations where I get the side eye <laughs> because I'm not black enough or I've been in situations where I get the side eye again because I'm definitely <laughs> I got a little a touch of the tar brush which is a oh racial gosh. slur <laughs> which is a racial slur that I'm reclaiming as a positive thing so it's been fun it's been fun trying to figure this all out. And that's kind of, I think, we're going to learn more together. I'm going to figure mm-hmm. out more together. Because uh, a lot of my claiming 
of my identity has been very much loud and rageful. Like, you will not tell me. I will be what I want to be. Um, oh, gosh. I'm so the opposite. <laughs> my reclaiming has been just internalizing a crap ton of microaggressions and coming uh, home and crying by myself in my closet. See? Oh, my goodness. I have a walk-in closet. It's not as sad as it sounds. <laughs> maybe it's a it nice is. closet. <laughs> a big old closet for all your tears. A chair. <laughs> no, I don't. I should get one <laughs> This is my crying chair in my walk-in closet. So yeah, so but now we can cry in your closet together. We can rage, rage together. together. Or just find a graceful way to like go through this world. Graceful is the better option. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question though? Yeah, for sure. So when I met you, mm-hmm. you had a perm and your mm-hmm. hair was straight and it was all black. Yes. Um, and then you made the amazing decision to go natural um, mm-hmm. before we graduated from college. Because Leo and I are old friends. Yes. Um, and then you, after you went natural, you dyed half of your hair blonde mm-hmm. and then kept the other half black. Since doing that, have you gotten less what are you questions? Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And I don't know if it's because, I don't know if it's just like the stage um, in in life where I'm just kind of, I like see the people I work and then my people in my community that I've established a relationship with and they know who I am. But so I don't know if it was like an immature thing, like in college and high school and all those schoolings um, that people asked. But yeah, I think when I first went natural, people like it was obvious. It was like, okay, that girl is black. Like she has black in her, look at her hair. And it felt kind of weird to mm. just be seen as black. So that's kind of why I put the white in my hair because I just like doing crazy things with my hair, but also, or the blonde, I should say, because I am both and I want to represent both mm-hmm. outwardly. And I get a ton of comments on my hair now just when people are like, uh, the average is like three a day yeah. where people are like, hey, what's up? I love your hair. And I'm like, thanks so much. I love your compliments. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of just a way for me to identify myself and mm-hmm. express myself physically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to find a way to do that too. Hmm. Um, I was telling you. So the other day, I had the most awkward encounter at work. Yeah. One of my supervisors was like, "Hey, let's go get lunch," and I was like, "Cool." They're like, just so you know, the place we're going is owned by a Korean woman, and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> cool. And they're like, and if she sees that you're Asian, she may ask you what Asian you are. So just be prepared. And if she finds out you're not Korean, she may view that as less than, but know that you're not. And I was like, thank you. Was this a white male? White male supervisor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For telling me things I already know. Mm -hmm. I have interacted with Asians in my life, and I think I can continue to do so. And then literally served me up to this this restaurant owner on a platter it was this wonderfully polite woman um and he's mm. like hey oh this is this is our new employee blah 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 mm-hmm. do you notice anything about her it's like, <gasps> like oh my gosh what is happening what because of course the woman's like i mean is she a customer is she not a customer that's all i really need to know in this business context yeah. and she was like um no and he was she's asian and the woman's like oh really okay i didn't really notice but Mm. cool awkward silence where are you from and i'm like oh well i'm half japanese but i'm I'm from america i'm fifth generation so let's just get that whole immigrant question out of the way yeah that's so good and um and then she's like oh 
well, have you been to Japan? And I was like, no. She's like, do you speak Japanese at home? No. I didn't feel like putting the the internment (laughs) awkwardness on her. And I was just like, no, Mm -hmm. no. And then it's like, oh, well, I lived in Japan for five years. And I'm like, great. Thanks. Thanks for making me feel not (laughs) Japanese, even though you are also not. Japanese yeah (laughs) um just like yeah I just didn't see it um Mm. and so I was like oh okay cool and so that was around summertime and my hair was lighter from the sun because like out of all my my siblings and cousins I have the lightest hair Mm -hmm. they have like what kind of looks like like super dark brown hair or black hair and I have like medium brown hair very beautiful very nice (laughs) but um a lot of people don't think I look Asian um, do they say that? Do they say like Yeah, like you oh don't you look- don't you don't look Asian. I even met another half Asian woman and I was like, Oh, are you part Asian? Because like I can tell like when people are Hapa or half Asian or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Wait, what was that word you Hapa? What is that? I've never it's heard that. It's Hawaiian. Before. There are a lot of um like half Japanese people in Hawaii and so they call oh. them Hapa. Oh like okay. ha- Hapa life, half Asian life. It's Hashtag Hapa. Hashtag Hapa life. <laughs> nice. Um, so, yeah, so I'm Hapa. And so I, I've, like, saw this other woman. I was like, oh, are you part Asian? She's like, yeah, I'm half Korean. I was like, oh, cool. Like, I'm half Japanese. She's really? I wouldn't, I couldn't tell. Like, I just thought you were white. And I was like, cool. <laughs> Not even my own kind. <laughs> yeah, dang, man. Thanks. And so I'm like, oh, and she's like, maybe it's your hair. And I'm like, should I dye my hair darker Hmm. should I do my eyeliner different I swear guys I've been doing my liquid eyeliner in like five different ways just trying to like that cat eye and people are like no I don't see (laughs) it and I'm like that no makeup life and I'm like no I don't see it just a a thick dark underline just like (laughs) right the lower lid just do that and see what happens yeah but because it's important I think it's important to represent what you identify with and maybe I think a lot of this a lot of our experiences like because growing up I got everything like I've been called Hawaiian I've been asked if I was Indian which I was like what I don't Uh, (laughs) I have a little Native American in me and people have assumed that and like just all these different things but I think the world we grew up in didn't really know how to approach multiracial people and I think we're just now kind of learning what that looks like. Yeah. Um, especially in this day and age, like there's a lot of conversation happening about race, a lot of conversation happening about ethnicity. Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes to like minority groups, they all kind of tend to group together. And we're like, in, we straddle both worlds. Yeah. So I know that's like our hearts in this is like to create that space and create a platform where we can talk about it and also like inform people. But I know we're not experts. (laughs) Like a lot of this, I'm like, I'm just, it's cathartic to talk it out. Yeah. And I don't know what the right answer is because I don't know. Like if somebody came up to me and were like, hey, you're a multiracial individual, I think I would be excited to be like, yeah, thanks so much, person. But is that really what I want? Is that. Do I just want to be seen as an individual? Do I want to be grouped in with, like, multiracials as a whole? You know? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, We were talking about the other day, we have a mutual acquaintance. Mm -hmm. And we're like, that person, like, it looks like that person's multiracial. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, hey, like, what's your ethnic background? Mm Because I think that is a more polite question than, what are you? Yeah. (laughs) 
So I, that that's my personal preference. Like, what's your ethnicity? Like, what's and that's your somebody background. You have a relationship with somebody you know. It wasn't a stranger on the street. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a customer, like employee situation. Yeah. It was one of those. We've had a couple passing conversations. And I was like, yeah. So like, what's your ethnic background? Mm-hmm. And the person was just like, oh yeah, like I'm like I forgot what she said. Just like insert some like European country here, like. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, like, I'm Italian. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, cool. And I was like, I can tell probably more than Italians going on here, but this is how that person chooses to identify, and I'm going to respect that and yeah. not pry because I'm curious or because I'm, like, mm-hmm. uncomfortable by the lack of knowledge. Yeah. Because I'm by oh, nature a, a nosy one. person. Mm-hmm. Like, Halle Berry identifies True. as black. Um, Barack Obama ran as a black president. Did, well, okay. Oh, that, did, did okay. that was a bad example. I'm sorry. <laughs> because back and forth, I watch the Netflix Barack Obama movie. Oh, cool. It goes over that. I need to well watch done it. film. See, I because um, I love Barack Obama. I do too. I, everybody says he's our first black president, but he was our first biracial president. president. <laughs> <laughs> love you, Obama. Reaching for the stars, Obama. Come on our show. <laughs> You never know. And I know, like, there are lots of politics behind that. Um, Mm -hmm. But still, like, how people choose to identify. So I went through a period of liking to be the token mixed person. Oh, yeah. Because, like, growing up, I grew up with the what are you question. And so I just assumed, like, oh, when people ask me that, I get to play this card of being, like, you think I'm white, but haha, <laughs> I'm also part Japanese, but because I'm also part white, I'm non-threatening. And because I can mm. somewhat pass, I'm non-threatening. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like I was a party trick. Oh my um, goodness. <laughs> which, like, looking back, I realized people were like, oh my gosh, like, she's part Asian. And I'm like, haha, but like, that was really it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until high school, my actually then boyfriend, now husband, was like the first person to really call me biracial. And I was like, hmm. What? Yes, that is what I am. <laughs> that feels right. Biracial. Because, like, that was the first time I started playing with the idea of being both and. Because mm-hmm. I very much just knew I'm white, I'm Japanese, but I never, like, really let the two interact. Mm-hmm. And I never really, like, put my own twist on it and be like, this is me. Like, this is Beth. And this is what it means to be half white, half Japanese American. But, yeah. So I think be, be courteous in how you ask people mm-hmm. if you're curious. Don't assume you have the right to know if you don't have somewhat of a relationship with that person. So true. That's like, don't force the conversation that way. If you ask your acquaintances, do so respectfully mm-hmm. and take whatever answer they give you because it's not, that answer is theirs to give, not yours yeah. to take. Yeah, I think those are some good tips. So, listeners, we're so happy you're here. We want to get to know you guys more. We want to build a community. So we have a question for you. Yeah, we want to know how you would like people to engage with your racial identity. Mm-hmm. Would you like them to? Would you not like them to? And we recognize that multiracial can be a mix of two things, three mm-hmm. things, many things. Yeah. And how you want to be engaged will be different. And how you choose to answer and how you choose to engage back yeah. will be different. And so we want to get that conversation started and that ball rolling. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, one of the cool things about being multiracial is that, like, you can be, <laughs> you are all the things or you can just be one of the things. Or, it, you like, in your youth, you could have claimed, like I did, I was beige for a while. And it can kind of right. change and grow and morph as you change and grow and morph, as you learn more, like, 
I used to just be half white, half black. But then I learned what the black was, what the white was. Mm -hmm. From Liberia is where my people come from. Nice. Um, So it can, like, we have the ability to grow and evolve in that way. And that's totally up to us to, like, have that knowledge, to put it out into the world, uh, to just identify like that. So, yeah, so we really want to know how you like to engage with your racial identity. Tell us. Talk to us. Feel free to hit us up on Twitter. We're at... We are both and, which also looks like we are bot and. (laughs) Where he both and. Where he both and. (laughs) Well, you can send us an email um, at wearebothand at gmail.com. That's wearebothand at gmail.com. We're going to figure this out together or maybe figure out nothing. Maybe we're just going to talk into the void of podcast (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about it together yeah we're definitely going to talk about it together so thanks to skipstone productions for our logo and a big shout out to our friend key centric for providing our theme music and of course we couldn't have done any of this without the donation we received from our friends over at astoria which is a story-based digital marketing agency so thanks everybody thanks so much for joining us we'll see you next time